Good afternoon and welcome to the 330 Sports Show. My name is Justin Coffin. Today is Tuesday, October 10th, 2023. Uh, a lot to talk about on the show today. We're going to start here in a little bit with college football. We're going to start with YSU. Uh, they took down the number five um, Salukis this weekend. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Ohio State Buckeyes. They used a big second half to take down the Maryland Terrapins. Uh, we're going to do our top five Tuesday today. We're going to go the best and the worst of the NFL. So top five best, top five worst. We'll explain that in a little bit. Uh, we're also going to do a top five list of wish lists, kind of go early Christmas shopping for uh, the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, we're going to give you some Browns 49ers updates. Uh, we'll do a little weekend recap of the NFL and college football. And I... We'll talk to you about an all-time bad beat I took this weekend on the gambling uh, circuit. Uh, it was it was a pretty rough one. So Miami Hurricanes. Uh, we will talk about them and how they uh, they cost me a, a few dollars. So uh, we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. So uh, let's start though with uh, first of all. If you don't know this already, October, a lot of people will say April, but October to me is the best time in the sports calendar. You have NFL, you have college football, you have, uh, there's still like the Ryder Cup was happening. You have the NHL starting, you have the NBA starting, uh, Major League Baseball playoffs, a lot of stuff going on. To me, the best time of the year on the sports calendar. Just so, so much going on and uh, just so much to talk about and just so much to uh, enjoy. Whether, you know, you're a huge fan of these sports or not, it's just, it gets into it. So um, let's start with the Youngstown State Penguins. Um, They took down uh, the number five team in the country, uh, 31 to three. So not even close. Uh, they just ripped them, uh, a great defensive effort by the penguins. They really, uh, did a great job, uh, on the ground running the ball, especially. So, uh, what a job to bounce back from that, um, you know, tough loss, uh, to Northern Iowa, Northern Iowa to take down, uh, Southern Illinois this past weekend to get uh, a win in conference to there, especially. So uh, this was a stat I saw over the weekend. Really awesome. YSU's defense is only allowing 75.2 rushing yards per game, which is second best in the entire um, FCS, which, you know, you're, you're right up there with the, the best in uh, all of uh, the FCS college football uh, on the defensive side of the ball. So great job. Hats off to them. Also this weekend, they had seven sacks against the Salukis. So uh, a great dominant defensive performance, especially this time of year as the weather starts to get cooler and change. It's just uh, important to, you know, be uh, very aggressive on the defensive side of the ball and just really sound. So YSU uh, is known for that and and gets after it. Uh, Again, like I mentioned, stopping the run game, but also getting after the quarterback on the defensive side of the ball. All right, let's talk about the running backs this weekend. You got Tyshawn King and you got Dre Rushton. Uh, both running backs combined for 39 carries uh, on the on the ground. Tyshawn King had 117 yards, two touchdowns. Dre Rushton had 52 yards on the ground and also two touchdowns 
for the Penguins. So again, the Penguins are going to lean on their running game, but also have that uh, stable uh, quarterback with Mitch Davidson there and uh, getting it to, you know, slinging it around to his receiver. So speaking of Mitch Davidson, 14 of 18, uh, 156 did have an interception, but an overall real consistent game, keeping the Penguins uh, in control, moving those chains. Uh, nothing spectacular, but did uh, a ton uh, to just keep the ball, you know, keep the time of possession with the Penguins. Bryce Oliver had five receptions for 76 yards. So a great job by that duo there. So looking at YSU's schedule, you know, they've they've gone back and forth with wins and losses. Started out the season with a win to Valpo, lost to Ohio State, win against Robert Morris, lost to Northern Iowa, bounced back with a win against Southern Illinois. Hopefully they can break that trend and get back uh, with a win at South Dakota. This is another ranked team on the Penguins' schedule this weekend. Uh, so hopefully they can bounce back. So here is what the schedule looks like for the Penguins. I'm not going to go, you know, through each game, but South Dakota, they are the number 17 ranked team in the country. Uh, they will take them on uh, this coming Saturday, traveling out to South Dakota. And I mean, this schedule or this, this travel is, is pretty immense for the Penguins. Penguins jumped to 14th, but look, you know, that's, that's halfway across the Midwest you're going to. This isn't just like heading over to Indiana or heading over or heading down to Kentucky. This is heading all the way out to South Dakota. So hopefully they can get the job done there. And as you can see, all those Dakota schools are ranked. North Dakota, number 16. North Dakota State, number seven. Luckily, they will um, avoid those two. But they will host number one South Dakota State on November 11th here at YSU. And again, they will travel to number 17, South Dakota, this coming Saturday. So that is a, a brief look at the Penguins' schedule there. Um, and one more YSU note uh, that goes along with the NFL. This past weekend, uh, we had Jaleel McLaughlin getting back in the end zone for the Denver Broncos. Now, unfortunately for him, the Denver Broncos are not a very good team, but he is uh, making the most of his time in the NFL. He, that was his third touchdown so far through five weeks. So very, very impressive from an undrafted free agent to now being, you know, hoisted there in Denver's backfield and, and doing a significant, um, playing a significant role for the Broncos. So um, with that said, let's take a quick break. Uh, we're going to run uh, a couple sponsors here and then we will be right back. Halloween is scary, but not as scary as no heat in the winter. Call Mighty Mike today, not tomorrow, for fall maintenance service. 330-207-7070 or visit MightyMikeHVAC.com. This program proudly supported and brought to you by Eric Cromer, Cross Country Mortgage, a wiser way to mortgage. This program proudly supported and brought to you by the Youngstown Drip IV Bar, helping the Mahoning Valley reach its wellness goal. This program proudly supported and brought to you by Youngstown Computer, the Valley's IT company. 
All right, we are back. Uh, thank you to the sponsors of Youngstown Studio. Uh, so let's go on now to the Buckeyes. Let's talk a little Ohio State football. They took care of business with a 37-17 win over the Maryland Terrapins this weekend. However, they were down in this game 17-10 to 10, uh, early in the third quarter. But, uh, you know, they really had a slow start but but bounced back there and, and basically went on a 27-0 run to end the game there for the Buckeyes. So they're still the number four ranked team in the country by some uh, polls. Other polls have them as the number three ranked team in the country. But Marvin Harrison Jr. playing on a little bit of a bum ankle, eight catches, 163 yards, one touchdown. McCord, I think McCord started off something like one of five or one of six and uh, just really, really struggled, uh, but finished 19 of 29, 320 yards, two touchdowns. Um, both of those guys are putting their names, putting themselves in the conversation for possible Heisman uh, contention. So we'll see. There's a lot of guys that got to jump, but they keep playing like that. Week in, week out, we'll see what they end up doing. Cade Stover, the tight end, two catches, 66 yards, including a, a big, about a, I think it was about a 40-yard touchdown pass there. And then Josh Proctor, the sixth-year senior. This guy's been around since like 2018. Uh, seven tackles, one interception, which was the turning point in the game. Uh, Ohio State was down, uh, I think it was either 7 nothing or 10 nothing, and ha he had a pig's pick six to take it to the house. Um, JT Tuomolowow, Tuomolowow, it's a lot to pronounce there, but uh, one of the best uh, defenders in the nation, four tackle, oh my goodness, four tackles, one drink and a up, half sacks. So I got to start drinking here. Four tackles, one and a half sacks, and one and a half tackles for loss for the Buckeye defender there. Um, so pretty solid job. They go to Purdue this weekend. They're five and zero. Oh. Hopefully, moving on uh, easily to a six and zero oh start. Here's a look at their schedule. I will actually be about two miles or two two miles, about two hours up the road. I'll be uh, in South Bend, Indiana, this week for Notre Dame USC, which I was trying to pull off like the double header of going to Ohio State at Purdue and then going to Notre Dame USC, but just not in the cards. But uh, I think I picked the better game of the two. I think Ohio State is going to roll this weekend at Purdue. The weather does not look great, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, Ohio State at Purdue, which has been uh, an interesting place for the Buckeyes to play. Um, now, Joe, I want to ask you about something I saw on Twitter regarding this game coming up this weekend. So... Ohio State, Maryland last week was supposed to be on Peacock. It ended up, they switched it. It ended up being on Fox because both teams were undefeated in that game. And actually, it was a competitive game. Now, Ohio State's going to go into Purdue. I think Purdue's two and four or two and five. Uh, and Ohio State obviously is, is going to be a heavy favorite in this game. I think, you know, at least three touchdowns, if not more. Um, but they flipped this game from, I'm not sure what network it was supposed to be on, but they put it on Peacock. So, I saw a bar owner put out, and this was in the Columbus area, put out a tweet that said, I'm sorry to loyal Buckeye fans. I'm sorry to, you know, patrons and whatnot, because, you know, for us at home, it costs what, like six, seven bucks. You buy it for a month, whatever, then you can cancel it after the month. But for a bar owner, they have to pay a significant amount more and 
multiply that by the number of TVs if it, it's a bar or restaurant. So this guy was saying, and it's a large establishment, it was going to cost them nineteen to twenty thousand dollars just to air this game. And he's like, I I can't do it. So what what's your thoughts on, you know, maybe the the TV situation and and being on streamers versus like, you know. General Cable or, you know, CBS, ABC, NBC. Yeah, I, I, I hate the games that they play, even like as a Browns fan, when mm-hmm. you live in this area and they elect to put the Steelers game on and yeah. in, in your own home market. Yeah. And I think if they if they play with this too much, then these they're going to deal direct to consumer. Yeah. And they're going to cut the networks out of it because, you you know, mm. especially like if you if you were a, a Buckeyes fan and you had to you know resort to just listening on the radio rather yeah. than watching the coverage then eventually we just open it up that you go buy that game for x amount of dollars Interesting. and now the bars don't uh you know because really if you can't get it at home then you go to the bar right yeah, right right so you're talking about it like a pay-per-view setup. yeah exactly interesting yeah, okay buffet style. so you think that might that that might be the wave of the future for sure okay That's yeah 100 that- even you know television's the same way i mean it, when's the last time you watched the show and actually like watch the commercials yeah there's like yeah yeah that's what i've heard too it's like we're going away from like that on you know when we were kids and stuff or whatever you know you you set the time for a show you wanted to yes. watch whether it's like appointment viewing i think they call it so like seinfeld was coming on at nine o'clock on a thursday night it's like you had to watch it then or you had to wait for whenever the rerun aired or like if you had a VCR, you recorded it or something like that. And but, kids, a VCR? <laughs> yeah, here's what a VCR <laughs> is and what it does. Um, but you know what I mean? It's like there besides sports, which are, are live, and maybe the news, which could still be DVR'd or whatever. Um, you know, there's really not much appointment viewing. It's kind of just like you said. It, it might be like, hey, I want to watch this. I'm going to pay four bucks for this game or one buck for this game or three bucks. And it might depend on the number of eyes that go to that game. So yeah, because it's not necessary to have appointment viewing anymore. That's true. And you know, I think NFL is one thing, only the only program that I show up at a certain time to mm-hmm. be able to watch the game just because it's ingrained in my brain. Yeah. But there's sometimes when I got something to do the DVR where we start recording it. Mm-hmm. I won't pay attention to social media. I'll just come home and start watching it and I'll be able to skip commercials. That's yeah. actually preferred. Like your show, you have that behind the scenes yep. show, which airs at 1130. I believe that's on the WB. So. Yep. Um, or CW, 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 CW. So, but it airs at 11 o'clock. You said 11 o'clock. Yep. Okay. So 11 o'clock, I rarely can watch it at that time. I have a DVR and if there's a guest I want to see, or, you know, hear that interview, I go back and, you know, I'll watch it on a Sunday evening at 10 o'clock or something like but that. But the, you know? the older demographic will show up at a certain time. The younger demographic, that's a good point. No way. That's a great point. So very, very interesting. Yeah, but they're, they're jacking with this stuff. They're going to mm-hmm. change, you know, change it. Do you sure. ever think like a big time game, like I'm talking like an NFL playoff game, college football playoff game, dare I even say Super Bowl ever is pay-per-view? I, I mean, so. kind of, you're, you're kind of paying for it if you have the cable or subscription packages, but you don't think they'd ever move a, a Super Bowl? Like, let's just hypothetically say, because the contracts are done for the next five, seven years, whatever it might be. But like, let's say 10 years from now, do you ever see like, let's even say 30 years from now, NFL still a big ticket, whatever it might be. But like 30 years from now, whatever 
streaming however we're watching games then probably walking watching it on an oculus right. or something feels like you're there but like do you think it'll ever get to that point where it will be a yeah, pay-per-view well, i like the like the direct tv when they did the nfl ticket and mm -hmm. if you were a hardcore nfl fan that yeah. was the thing to do mm -hmm. now the coverage was awful the way they did things was terrible yeah. so you had to make some concessions but what if amazon came in and bought all the nfl coverage and then yeah. you could just on demand watch the stuff that's a great ploy to get people in their ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's going to be more like that. I'm almost wondering if eventually, like, you know, it'll cost more to watch a game at home than it will to actually go to the stadium and, and you know, watch it live. Because, you know, some of the big time events and stuff like that, that's always going to be more. But like, you know, just your typical average Sunday kickoff game, it's like might be easier to get a ticket than, than it is cheaper to like buy you know your package for the whole year or whatever i remember be. when i was a subscriber to cable like we were paying 200 bucks a month so mm -hmm. i was paying like 2400 dollars for yeah cable and i watched like one show a week mm -hmm. plus and, I, and so i divided it out i was like i'm paying a hundred dollars to watch that game <laughs> like, i watch the only CSI show sucks <laughs> <laughs> i'm not paying that much yeah no but i i totally yeah. get it and like i cut the cord and did all that stuff too so i'm i'm now with YouTube TV and like, but then you have to stream it. So you have to get your best internet connection. And then you have this app and this app and this streaming service. So it's, it kind of maybe adds up to about the same, but I just wanted your opinion on that. It's so very do, do, interesting. Now, you do basketball. So you probably watch a lot of basketball mm -hmm. games per year. Yeah. Baseball, same thing. They got yeah. a pretty thick schedule. So if you had to pay a buck a game Oof. throughout the regular season, would you do I mean, it? That would add up. That would really add up. I, I don't know. I don't think I would. I don't think I would. Maybe for like a Cavs game, I, I might pay like, I'd pay 82 bucks. You know, I'd be I'd be fine with that paying 82 bucks to, um, you know, watch the Cavs because they're, they're going to play 82 games a year and then playoffs and, you know, whatever. But I $500 would, for the Guardians. Would you do that? Ooh, I, I don't I don't think so. And I saw like the, the Guardians operate out of Bally sports which i saw was in the red and like major league baseball was having to like pick up a lot of that lost money and i don't know but the phoenix suns i saw do this thing where they actually they just give it for free out over local cable you know they they want people that they want people watching their product because that's a draw to them. So yeah. And, and that's the thing I don't understand when you have blackout games, you would think the other networks would vie to grab that because those are eyeballs that you would get immediately. Exactly. Yeah. You're still getting the TV money based on the commercials and whatnot. So I don't know. But like when a Fox uh, buys exclusivity, mm -hmm. then another network can't compete for that. If they decide to pull a, a game like the Steelers, then nobody else can buy up the Browns, even though that they could. Yeah. It's, it's a it's really, weird. it's a weird, it would be interesting to be in some of those contract talks with the, the local TV stuff. So very interesting stuff. So went down a little rabbit hole there, but it's what we do, but, but I'm going to talk more about the Ohio state Purdue game on Thursday show, which will be most likely recorded. We'll talk about that. But Ohio State leads the series 41-15. Last matchup, 59-31. But Purdue has given Ohio State the most trouble of any Big Ten team uh, since 2000. Uh, Ohio State's only five, or I'm sorry, nine and five um, versus Purdue. So Purdue has, you know, taken the Buckeyes uh, 
to the wire a few times with those. An overtime game in there, the Holy Buckeye game in there. So there, there's been some strange games in that uh, series, but we'll see. But as of today, the line opened up at 19 and a half and the total at 50 and a half. But uh, we'll see what that ends up. Um, I just want to go over a few things here real quick. Let's start with the quarterback, Kyle McCord. He is playing much better. He's not playing at a superstar level like uh, his predecessor, CJ Stroud, who is just killing it in the NFL, setting all these rookie records right now. But he's still throwing at 65 and a half percent, 275 yards a game, eight touchdowns to one interception. Not terrible numbers, actually really good numbers. So what, um, what what's it going to take for the diehard Buckeyes fan to buy in the McCord? You know what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, th I think it's probably if I had the answer, I would say just keep winning. Um, because one thing I will admit as an Ohio State supporter is we have some of the best fans out there. We also have some of the worst because uh, Ohio State, uh, for mostly good reasons, has been very, very spoiled from a like you look at all every other college football team i'm talking alabama i'm talking michigan i'm talking usc notre dame whatever all those teams have had a dip at some point there's been a couple down years you know a couple bad coaching hires or this and that ohio state really hasn't had that knock on wood and you know a bad year for ohio state is like the 11 and 2 year where they won the rose bowl and you know they but they but they lost to michigan and lost to oregon at the beginning of the year and you know, that's frustrating. I get it. You have to win the Michigan game. But uh, Ryan Day, I think, became like the second youngest coach of all time to get to 50 wins. He's like 50 and six and people want him fired. It's like that's crazy. Well, like what? You know, I get the Michigan game. I get it. But he's one and two. It's not like he's one and seven. You know, it's not like he, I mean, Jim Harbaugh was zero and five in the Michigan Ohio state game and he's won the last two. So he's two and five, but Ryan day wins this year. He's two and two, you know, it's like, it's like, give the guy a chance, give the guy a break. Ryan day is also like 17 and six. Uh, I'll have to check those numbers, but I believe he's 17 and six against ranked teams. So, you know, and he's lost two games in the big 10 two total ever. Um, and both of them have been the last two years against Michigan. Yeah, and and so. I don't think Maryland is, is a slouch team. I think no. they're decent. Now that first half could have gone better. It, yes. It could have gone no better, yeah. but I think I got a little hope in, in McCord, just mm -hmm. the way that his presence was. And he, and he capped off the game the way he should have. I think he's a very calm yes. presence. He's not going to get too high. He's not going to get too low. He's kind of going to stay even keeled. And I think that might be one of his, um, Ryan day talks about like, like these best attributes like CJ Stroud was his head, like processing the field, being able to see it. Kyle McCord might not be able to be to that level. He might not have as strong as of an arm as um, Dwayne Haskins. You know, he might not have the strength and, and speed of Justin Fields, but maybe he's a lot calmer than those guys. Maybe he's, you know, so there's every guy has different traits and different right. attributes that they bring. And hopefully Kyle McCord with that calmness won't get too high, won't get too low. And we'll be able to like lead them. You saw what he did in, in the last drive against Notre Dame. Maybe he can continue that throughout the season and, uh, and win, you know, keep well, he winning. does well this week and my hope level will go way yeah. up. Well, and they have this week with Purdue. You, you never, assume anything but that's that should be an easy win 
but then a week from then you have Penn state at home. Penn state's going to be a top five team in the country. Then. So you really have three more games on your schedule that are going to be really tough. You got Penn state at home the following week, you go to Wisconsin on Halloween weekend. And then the last game of the season, you got Michigan. So those are your big three right there. Uh, you've already answered the Notre Dame, you know, task. So one out of four, uh, you know, you can only go one game at a time. So you got to, but for the Buckeyes, they have the best player in the country. In my opinion, Marvin Harrison Jr. You got to just keep getting him the ball, but where they got to fix things is the offensive line is not very good right now. Um, they're, they're pretty decent in pass blocking, but run blocking they've struggled. So, uh, Travion Henderson also didn't play in this game. So we'll, so we'll see, but the offensive line has to come together, but the defense and then we're going to say this about both of the teams uh, we talk about a lot down here, the Ohio State Buckeyes and the Cleveland Browns. The defense might be what has to carry both of these teams uh, throughout most of the season. So we shall see. But uh, that's kind of a look at uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes for this week. But I saw this graphic out and I had to share it because here's another example of how spoiled we are as Ohio State fans. If this was a baseball schedule going over the last 162 games, Ohio State would be 140 and 22, which is 86.4 win percentage. So you're winning 86% of your games over the last 162. The next closest team would be Wisconsin, 24 games back. So just pretend this was a baseball race in the regular season. Ohio State would be 24 games ahead of the next best team. Michigan, who everyone, Michigan's this, Michigan's that. Okay, but over the last 162 games, Michigan's lost 48 of those games, and they are 26 games worse than Ohio State. Uh, so keep that in mind. There's the Ohio State standard, and then there's everybody else. You know, Alabama, Clemson, I think might be the only two teams better than Ohio State over the last 162 games. So keep that in mind. And Clemson's on a little bit of a downswing, as is Alabama currently right now. So poor Wisconsin. I know. And and well, <laughs> and how about poor Illinois down there? They're the only team to have lost uh, 100 games over the last. Uh, over the last 162 yeah <laughs> but you know big 10 football is not it's there's a lot there's the there's the big three you know there's ohio state there's michigan and there's penn state and they're all in the same division they're all on the same side that's going to go away next year because you're bringing in ucla usc oregon washington um so it's going to be divisionless football and then you're going to have the top two teams play each other in the Big Ten title game, which is probably how it should be. The only thing, which I'll table this for another show, is I would hate to see Ohio State, Michigan back to back weeks. But again, that's for another show. And um, but very well could see that if it uh, if it did happen. So. All right. I want to switch gears one more time. This is still college football. This is the last college football note. But uh, as you know, Joe, I, I talk a little bit of betting on this show and I, you know what a parlay is, right? Yes. When you, when you string together a bunch of games that you need X amount of things to happen. So I did a money line parlay uh, of 10 game money line parlay, which uh, I needed Mississippi state to win. They won. I needed Ohio state to win. They won. I needed Toledo to win. 
They won. I needed Clemson to win. They won. I needed the Ohio Bobcats to win. They won. I needed Florida State to win. They won. I needed Troy to win. They won. I needed Michigan to win. They won. I needed USC to win. They won in triple overtime. And I need the Miami Hurricanes to win. And I'm going to show you what happened. Thirty-three seconds on the clock. Hand the ball off. Did not have to run a play. They fumble the ball. So Georgia Tech, who just lost to Bowling Green last week, gets the ball with twenty-six seconds and about uh, seventy yards to go. Sixty-five yards to go. So he's fighting for extra yardage. Have no idea why. Goes down, the ball is stripped out. Georgia Tech gets the ball, and then they run literally two plays, rolls out. Wide receiver gets behind the coverage, runs it in, and there goes my 10-game parlay. (laughs) So I am not happy with the U. Um, May, May I? Yes, please. I have seen so many games this year Mm -hmm. break the spread and do dumb things just because of that. Now I know in your case, it wouldn't have helped you, but there was, there was an NFL game. They kicked a field goal, Mm -hmm. broke the spread, made no sense whatsoever. I totally believe that gambling has broken football. Totally believe. Well, it, I mean, legally it's only been around for a little while it's always been around you know like you know the the bookmakers like take the field goal and like i'm gonna look stupid you're gonna be out no they'll never know (laughs) but i get like i understand like the field goal aspect of it sometimes or the like last week patrick mahomes like slid when he could have easily run in the end zone that cost a lot of people a lot of money Um, but that's smart football. That is smart Smart. football because your, your job as a player is to win the game for your team, not to went and make anyone money, not to lose anyone money. It is to win the game for your team. And, but that Mario Cristobal is the, um, the head coach for the Miami hurricanes. That was an all time bad beat. Uh, and that was an all time bonehead decision big time because one, they were snapping the, the ball with like seven, eight seconds on the play clock. First of all, take it down to one, take it down to two, even, you know, and then those two, three plays, that's another 12, 13 seconds. Maybe even if you do fumble that extra play doesn't even happen because they ran out of time. Well, I got tin full on my head. Yes. They do that crap on purpose. (laughs) All you got to do can't be stupidity. Take too smart for that. Take the snap and kneel it. They did it it. on purpose. So, so frustrating. So frustrating. Joe, I'm going to put up my favorite graphic because we are in the midst of 50 straight days of football. So I, you, this is, I put my face on there, but this could easily be anyone out there just trying to dodge apple picking in the corn maze and yard work and date night and fall and all this stuff. So it's, uh, we're in the midst of uh, a lot of football, not, not to mention, like I said, you got, uh, you got a major league baseball game about to start here any minute. You got um, NBA 
you know, preseason going. I think NHL opening night is tonight. You got the NFL, you got, you got, there's so much going on, uh, with football. So, you know, you gotta, you know, dodge those bullets somehow. So it's like, I'll take one corn maze and apple picking, but the second one's just, (laughs) it's pushing against the line. I'm, I'm actually like, I'm someone that really usually enjoys yard work a lot, but this year, you know, it's just, I got a lot of other stuff going on, you know, with family and with work and with the podcast and with other stuff. It's like, I don't want to go out there and cut the grass. I don't want to go out there and, you know, we got that tall decorate decorative grass. I don't want to go down and chop that down. It's like, I don't have time for that shit right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, so the last thing I want to do is do that stuff, but you know, it's part of, it's part of the deal. So, um, speaking of, uh, bad beats though, Joe, you had a you had a rough week last week, big time. You had a, you had a, like, I look like, back through and I think I was drunk that day because <laughs> I was like, "What was I thinking?" <laughs> but you and I are still even for the season. We're both at uh, I forgot to update the numbers here, but uh, we're both at forty eight and uh, and what is it forty eight and like twenty eight or something like that on the season. Um, so our percentages both drop. But uh, Jackie and Joe Midlick. Uh, one last week's picks. So are you sure I went with the Chargers? I I think I said Philadelphia on that. I think that one you got wrong. Okay. I think I, I did the other bonehead ones were totally mine. I own them. <laughs> Going against <laughs> Dolphins. Oh, you got no. You got you got the Eagles on there, don't you? No, it says it says uh, Chargers. Okay. All right. Or, well, or Rams. LA. All right. Well, I'll I'll go back and we'll we'll go back and and check that. Yeah, one. I got to audit that. So one, so it's not as bad. Okay. It's bad. So then you you went five and nine last okay, week. That okay. That was terrible. So not either great. either way, like no one no one had a great week last Listen, week. Listen, we dogs. Kind of struggle. I believe in you. Yeah. Well, and then this week, um, this week we'll see. Because you know we'll be making picks again on Thursday, but we'll 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 see. But the Chicago Bears, I was happy to be the only one that picked the Chicago Bears. But I saw this graphic, and we can finally retire it. Because have you won a game since Elon Musk bought Twitter? And yes, of course, the sale was finalized back in October of 2022. Uh, every major franchise could have answered yes except for the chicago bears until last thursday yes. night so they finally can jump in that big pond welcome of nfl major league nba nhl major league soccer all that stuff so they are in so uh justin fields and the bears get it done um another thing yes I saw someone put out on Twitter, they called it, and I spelled out the full AFC North, but they put out the AFC NRTH because there's no O this past weekend. Although Cincinnati did a good job. They finally bounced back against the Cardinals. They moved to two and three. They host the Seahawks. But I don't know if you saw any of that Baltimore-Pittsburgh game. It was a pitiful game. First of all, Baltimore had no business losing that game. Pittsburgh had no business winning that game. And somehow the Steelers, who their fans, their fans generally, and, and you know, comment if you're a Steeler fan. I, you can talk trash to me all you want because you guys beat my team, the Browns, earlier in the year. But the Steelers have no business being three and two. And one thing that drives me nuts as a fan of a team that has struggled for many, many, many years, the Browns, 
The Steelers always find a way to win those ugly games, and it pisses me off. Four words. Yeah. The fix is in. All mafia calls. (laughs) Well, I mean, Pittsburgh, not too far from uh, Youngstown. You got Chicago. It's right in the middle of Chicago and New York. So There was some stupidity baked into that game. 100%. 100%. Okay. I, I A lot of stupidity. A lot of <laughs> stupidity. A lot of bad offense. Lamar Jackson throws a bonehead interception. All they had to do was kick the field goal, which would have made Pittsburgh score a touchdown, which they did still anyway, but Baltimore could have played a whole different defensive style. Pittsburgh blocks a, a punt. Uh, I mean, it was like 10 to 5 at one point, and then 10 to 8, and then uh, it, it was... Ugh. No business, but here's what drives me nuts about Steeler fans. Um, it kind of is my same pet peeve with some of my Ohio State fans uh, that drive me nuts. Um, they're spoiled, and they do not realize how good of a coach they have in Mike Tomlin. Yeah. I understand you want to fire Matt Canada. I get it. I get it. Your offense stinks. That defense, those special teams have won them so many games. But Mike Tomlin is maybe the best coach in all of football. Um, you know, I, I get, I don't look what Bill Belichick's doing right now. He looks like he's uh, mailed it in. Nick Saban's kind of getting up there. You can Although say. Although NFL fans, they wanted to fire Belichick. I saw that on Twitter today. That yeah. As soon as you have a losing record, yeah. gone. I, I don't think Bill Belichick's going to be back next year mm-hmm. with the Patriots. I think he's. I think he's done. I think this is his last year. And the Patriots look like, and we'll get to that in a minute, they look like one of the worst teams in football. So, um, But the Browns have an off week, but there's always drama. There's always drama. And we'll get to that in a moment too because we don't know who the hell's playing quarterback this weekend, and you're playing the best freaking team in the NFL. So it's just one thing after another, and I'm I'm tired I'm tired of it. And it's like, this is the one should be one of the best Browns teams since they came back. Of course, Nick Chubb gets hurt, which sucks. Um, I did see something Poland posted like on social media and then the Browns shared it out. It was really cool. Like wishing cause they're dogs pulling bulldogs and the Browns, you know, have the dog thing. I, I just thought that was neat, but overall it's like the Browns should be great this year and they very well could be. Uh, and still, and they're two and two, it's not like they're one and three or oh and four, but it's like, it just feels like we've already been through a lot this year and they've only played four games in five weeks, but it, it's just, sometimes it's like such a freaking soap opera. And I feel like every October we've been doing this show now for three years, you know, the first year was great because Hey, made the playoffs, all that. And then the last two years have been like, what the freaking circus is back in town. And it's like, it's like, come on, can we just get our shit together, play some good football and uh, win a few games? I'm not expecting them to beat the 49ers, but could we at least be competitive at home and then go on a little bit of a run here? So I don't know. So on Sunday, if, if Watson doesn't start, do you want to go to a corn maze with me? (laughs) I might, (laughs) that might not, maybe we'll do apple picking. (laughs) Maybe maybe we'll do apple picking. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll let me let's let's check back in later in the week and see how it's going. That's not a that's not a bad idea. So let's transition back to the Browns here. Here's a snapshot of their ranks through the first four weeks. 
offense yards per game okay 316 not terrible not great uh 19th best in the league defensively they're number one in the league less than 200 yards a game um rushing yards is still up there 145 uh, 144 yards a game um but you know they're only allowing 72 on the ground which is amazing passing yards a game not great but passing yards against number one in the league which is amazing uh the browns defense is only giving up 15 points per game uh, but the offense is only scoring 19 which is 21st so uh here's a couple things that stood out to me efficiency ratings defense is number one the offense is number 30 special teams is number five so we we're not asking for a great offense just be middle of the pack and this defense will carry you time of possession in all four games for the browns this year they are number one basically 35 minutes a game whereas the other team 25 minutes a game so 10 more minutes per game uh the browns however uh in those uh four games their turnover margin is minus seven. They've lost the turnover margin in every game this year, minus seven. Uh, and only four teams are worse than them on the season. Only three teams are worse than them on the season, which is just not good. So you got to hold on to the ball. If the Browns hold on to the ball and just play decent offense right now, I'm saying if you score 17 points a game, uh, the Browns can probably, their defense can probably hold you into it where you can probably win. So um, opening thoughts on the line right now. The line is about, I saw it at four and a half. I saw it at five and a half. So I just split the difference and went with five there. But the the 49ers, five and oh, the Browns, two and two. Uh, and, and the total in this game, pretty low, 38 and a half on the total. So um, what's your opening thoughts and Deshaun Watson. Honestly, what you said, make it competitive. Make mm -hmm. it a game to watch. Even if you know you're not walking away with the victory, at least stay in it. Yeah. And and honestly, the Browns should be a top 10 team in the NFL, even without Nick, Nick Chubb. Um, their defense is good. You have a lot of offensive weapons. However, I don't know what's going on with the Deshaun Watson thing with the, the shoulder. And, you know, it's a little bit on the Browns of communication. It's like, you know, I, I I know you don't want to give any secrets away of like who's playing and whatnot, but um, you know, Stefanski thought Watson might be playing. Uh, DTR didn't think he was playing that, and we're talking about like before the bye week in that Ravens game, and now we've had the whole bye week, and then yesterday Watson didn't practice. I don't know what his status was today on Tuesday, but we'll uh, we'll listen for that. Yeah, it doesn't um, make sense because no. if you're medically cleared. And then if you pull yourself, you got to follow that up with a reason why. Like, did he yeah. feel something, a tendon that they didn't pick up on them, or it was something like that? Well, apparently he couldn't make the necessary throws uh, without, like, he just didn't have, like, the power or whatever to make the necessary throws that they thought he and they thought, you know, would need to make that. But I don't know. Like, would 70% of Deshaun Watson have been better than dtr you know against the ravens probably um so and i get i totally get you know people want to bag on deshaun watson and this and that but it's like it kind of shows you how important he really is to yeah. this team and dtr very well could be a very good quarterback but he's just not ready you know um so pj walker who uh is a former chicago bear former carolina panther uh could be in line to start this week um 
with DTR being the backup if Watson can't go. So that's kind of where we're, we're at with that game. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. So it is a little bit of a, a little bit of a crapshoot right now. So just fingers crossed Watson can play because I think if he can play, I think the Browns have a, a decent chance. I, I think if he doesn't play, I wouldn't expect the Browns to win, but uh, we'll see what that line changes to as well. If, if they don't, you know, he doesn't play. So um, I put together power rankings for uh, each week in the NFL. So right now, even though the bills beat the dolphins, I still have the dolphins as the number one team in the AFC bills, chiefs, Ravens, Jaguars. I have the Browns at six. Chargers at seven, CJ Stroud and the Texans at eight, and the Steelers at nine. I know the Steelers beat the Browns. I know the Steelers are three and two, um, but they're maybe the worst three and two team in NFL history. However, a win is a win. Um, but look at some of those rough teams down there. You got Denver, you got New England, you got the Raiders, you got the Jets, the Colts. A lot of those teams on the Browns schedule in the future. So hopefully that is uh, something to look forward to there. In the NFC, power rankings, in my opinion, I have the 49ers number one, clearly, a, a head and shoulders above everyone else. The Eagles, the Lions at number three, and the Cowboys at four. So uh, that is my power rankings. And then, so here's my top five and bottom five in the NFL right now. Top five, 49ers and the Eagles. And then I have the Dolphins at three, Bills at four. And then for fifth, I couldn't decide who I wanted because I know the Lions beat the Chiefs earlier on in the season, but uh, the you know the Chiefs were without a few guys in that game, and uh, I, I just thought those teams are basically about equal right now. So those are my top five, and then the bottom five worst team in the league I have right now is the Carolina Panthers, followed by the Denver Broncos, the New York Giants. New England Patriots and then the Arizona Cardinals. Those are my no faith in Joshua Dobbs. I, I, he's not terrible. He's not terrible. <laughs> he, he's, uh, he's a serviceable backup quarterback. Now, let me ask you this real quick. Yeah. Um, Josh Dobbs versus that fifth round pick you got for next year. What would you rather have right now? Josh Dobbs, because Josh Dobbs would be you your know, backup. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. So, so I, we'll, we'll see what happens with the Watson thing, but. It's just like, can we please just have a couple normal weeks in a row as Browns fans? I don't want to ever yeah. mention the word quarterback ever again. <laughs> I know. It's very frustrating. It it shows you how good those guys are at the top of the league for so many years. The Mannings, the Bradys, the Drew Breeses. You know, those guys just stuck around. They were healthy. They played game in and game out. Some played with injury. And it's just, you know they were winners and they got it done and we're they, not in that era anymore. And, yeah. And they, and they can, they can put out a lot of fires too, I think is another way to do it. So um, we're going to close out with just a few things here. Baseball. Um, we're deep in the playoffs. Now American league ALDS, the uh, Texas leads the number one seed Baltimore Orioles two games to none. That's a best of five. So Texas is looking to sweep them and close out that series. I believe the Astros and twins are about to uh, start if they haven't already started right now, but uh, that series is tied one game apiece uh, in the two and three seed there in the national league, the Atlanta and Philly played an amazing game last night. Atlanta comes back to uh, win that game series tied at one and one. Uh, and the LA Dodgers are down 2-0 to 
to the Arizona Cardinals uh, in the Major League Baseball playoffs. So uh, I saw someone, as simple as it sounds, it was just funny. They said, if LA wants to uh, advance, they're going to have to win some games. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, no kidding. So, uh, so yeah, very good. And then um, last thing I want to put out there is uh, just a, another top five for today, but a top five off season shopping list for the Cleveland guardians. And this is just my opinion. So we know Terry Francona stepped down. He uh, we're going to look for a replacement for him. So get a good solid manager in there. Um, number two, the Guardians were the worst, I shouldn't say worst, the lowest uh, power hitting team, had the least amount of home runs in their lineup this season. So get some power in that lineup. A good starting outfielder. So Miles Straw is a fantastic outfielder as a defender. He is not a good bat. He's basically like a, a free out in the lineup. So get a good uh, outfielder out there that can be out there with Brennan or um, Stephen Kwan or whoever it might be, but get a good starting outfield bat uh there and you can put miles straw to come in late and play some like defense and stuff for you there shane bieber i think you trade him i think you trade him uh lock down tanner bybee who gave you a great rookie season uh but that is a year of service so he will already be a year towards arbitration which means more money that a you know a, a small market team will have to pay and then more power arms in the bullpen. You got Classe at the end, but get some more guys that will, uh, you know, miss some bats as uh, people will say, you know, so more guys that will strike, strike out a lot of batters um, as opposed to putting balls in play and, uh, you know, getting, getting some, uh, you know, things done like that. So um, as you know, every show we do, most every show we do, I should say, is at 3.30 on Tuesdays and Thursdays, Thursdays down here at Youngstown Studio. So just a reminder, what are you doing at 3.30 today? Check in uh, and, uh, you know, watch uh, the 330 Sports Show on Youngstown Studio. Uh, if you haven't followed Youngstown Studio, do that. They're doing some great things down here. Joe's got a bunch of stuff in the works down here. Uh, we got a bunch of podcasts. We got a bunch of shows going on. Support the downtown local businesses, stuff like that. Um, just check out, if you haven't already, most of you uh, have probably watched this through the Youngstown Studio Network, but make sure to follow it on social media and give it a like out there and uh, we'll go from there. So uh, we always try to put out as much good content for you as possible. So for Joe, my name is Justin Coffin. Uh, we appreciate you guys watching the 330 Sports Show. Everyone have a great rest of your day, and we will see you later on the week. Halloween is scary, but not as scary as no heat in the winter. Call Mighty Mike today, not tomorrow, for fall maintenance service. 330-207-7070. Or visit MightyMikeHVAC.com.